0: down Visar trailing will take it off to Love Love drives into the lane lob it for Visar who puts it in watch me off to Anderson back to Love light, Love down right of the lane rolls it in counted and he's fouled like off to Boswell out to the top of the key fires yeah, a three and that is good from Kylan Boswell Caleb will throw it to a running Johnson and Key shot over the head, jammed with two hands. And Borovic in the rebound for the Wildcats. Head to Martinez. Bounce pass to Lewis. What a pass. What a dunk.
1: Hello and welcome to Biased, an Arizona basketball podcast. I am your host, Ricky Garrett. Ed
2: Bardo. And uh, welcome everyone to season two, where basketball is just starting to give us a little taste of the new team and so forth. So we thought we'd come uh, join in and start to talk about what we got to see in the first true exhibition game, not counting that tour to the Middle East. You excited, Ricky?
1: I am excited. Uh, You know, it started off a little slow. That game, it took a while for the guys to figure each other out a little bit. Uh, This is the first time they're playing a real game in front of the home crowd besides the Red Blue. And it took a while. Uh, It was kind of shocking at how well this Lewis Clark State team was staying with Arizona. The final score, by the way, was 110 to 70. So Arizona does win by 40. I was hoping they would keep it above 40. So that was great. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of close for the first, maybe 10, 12 minutes. And then as the end of the first half started to wane, you saw Arizona pull away and then they did what they did in the second half and just dominated. although it didn't feel like a 40 point
2: no it didn't but you have to admit we had a good five minutes of garbage time there at the end I I was I think I messaged you and said I don't even think I recognize a lot of the players I'd be at a loss to tell you who that was by looking at their face so we were really down there to on the bench and so forth but uh great performance and a chance to really see these guys in the McHale Center environment Wouldn't wouldn't you agree
1: I would. It was really exciting to see Caleb Love. It was really exciting to see Keshad Johnson, or Keshad Johnson. Uh, those two guys, I think, are going to be so huge for Arizona. Now, of course, we were not with um- Umar Baldo, excuse me, uh, Pella Larson, and then Mont- Mountain Crevis. <laughs> Mount- yeah, mountain. Yeah, he is <laughs> a mountain. He is a mountain. So we were out without two of our big guys and then Pella Larson. Not that we needed them. Uh, they are recovering from some injuries. I believe Pella hurt his ankle. And then I believe Krius and Balo have just been going back and forth with each other, banging in the post, and they are just sore and bruised and battered. So Tommy Lloyd decided to give them a little break, and then uh, they'll be back in the game.
2: And I think that was a smart idea. But I think uh, one of the impressions that you and I both had on this game was even... I mean, I'm just going to try to say this slowly and maybe even repetitively, because it's kind of amazing to think about. has me really excited. Even with three of your big guys out your three start three of your starters out we had so many weapons to go to and as tommy cycled and changed the lineup throughout this game we got a chance to see a lot of that
1: yeah i was excited to see tommy cycle through some players because you know a lot of these guys aren't going to get to the playing time necessarily when we tighten up that rotation right we're going to get to a you know six seven man rotation especially when we get closer to march and so it's nice to see these guys come out and, and everybody get a shot. And you get guys like Philip Orvicinen, who went four for six from the field for 10 points. That was awesome. You get Dylan Anderson, who knows how much playing time he's gonna get. He had 12 points and four rebounds. It's nice to see these guys get some playing time and and who knows, maybe they can crack the rotation in the future. And that's desperately what Arizona needs is some some depth on the bench, uh, you know, help revitalize the starters. And as Tommy Lloyd said, you know, it doesn't matter if you're starting, if you're not who cares? All that matters is that you contribute to the team and he doesn't worry about who's starting. That's right.
2: And I mean, the, the interesting thing is just to talk about, I I think everybody remembers kind of what our configuration, uh, was like last year and remembers a lot of the focus on Bolo and Tubelis, right? So we know Azulas Tubelis yep. and Omar Balo, Omar Balo were the two focal points at the big, the big guys down low, and the flexibility and speed of, in transition of uh, of Tubelis really defined the game, uh, along with some of the feistiness of uh, you know at the point guard position. <laughs> uh, of uh, but to think of it, when's the last time Dylan Anderson started a game? and and then i mean it's uh, uh, kylan boswell was probably the most normal thing you saw right and then after that it was all new guys it's all the guys that we were been talking about for a while but it's amazing to see Jaden bradley caleb love and keishon johnson starting there and getting a chance to see you know see the new blood in action here in mikhail center in a game environment
1: kylan boswell just felt like smooth sailing like he's like just comforting to have him because he was so just even keel he didn't do anything too crazy. He just played his game, and he did such a good yeah, job. Yeah, he was
2: he he was very much like the uh, link to last year, and the control, the experience that he had from last year because he got so much PT was great. It it really showed when he just uh, seamlessly jumped in. I mean, he was he, he he was not bad. He was five for seven shooting three from five from three point range for fifteen points. He he was steady. He was steady. He was a steadying force.
1: He kind of feels like the Noah Fafita of Arizona basketball, right? (laughs) Because we had Kirk Kreese last year, and Kirk Kreese was kind of the Jaden DeLora. And now we've got this calming sense across the whole team now. And I think that starts with Kylan Boswell. And so he's kind of like our Noah Fafita, where he comes in, he does his job, you know, the coach coaches him well, and he runs the team, and he doesn't try and do anything too crazy. He's not going for the big home runs. He just runs the team the way Tommy wants it. And so that's so refreshing. Uh, when we had Kirk Cresa, you know, it's it's nice to have the trash talk when you're winning, but when you're getting your butts kicked by Princeton— yeah,
2: I, I think one of the things that was interesting is you got to cycle people around and kind of find out how they're going to do. You got to see how uh, they would play, and so each one had a chance to make their mark on the game that they brought folks in from in different angles and stuff. And so one of the ones that I want to just point out too, since we're talking about you know a guard position outside of Caleb Love, which we'll get uh, we'll we'll get to because there's a lot to talk about there. But uh, I'd like to mention just a quick shout out to Conrad Martinez. He was showing a good he was showing some pretty smart moves as a guard not as just a shooter but just as a guard and being able to distribute the ball and so forth like what I saw
1: yeah he was kind of like a mighty mouse out there (laughs) I mean he's so short compared to everybody else but he was making some really crisp passes of course it took him a couple passes to get into the flow uh, but once he did he looked really really good and really sharp and he was making the right decisions and that's really nice to see from again a guy who may or may not get playing time uh, so again, I'm glad Tommy Lloyd is getting these guys in here now uh, just to see what we've got because I don't even know that he fully knows what we have. Because until you start to battle other teams besides playing against each other in scrimmages and whatnot, uh, you don't really know what, who can bring what uh, talents or whatnot to the game. Uh,
2: absolutely. So, so got to ask you, Ricky, you got a chance to see a lot of different players and there was a lot of scoring going on. There were quite a few players who scored double digits. What would you like? What did you like and what you saw?
1: Obviously, the go-to for me would be Keyshaud Johnson. I was always looking for that Tubelis replacement. Who's gonna replace Tubelis? And once we got Keyshaud Johnson, I said, okay. You know, I've I've watched him at San Diego State. I I liked what he did, Uh, but I wanted to see what he could do in an Arizona uniform. And boy, did he show out. He was running the floor. You heard in the the theme song we just played, the lob that Caleb Love did to Keyshot Johnson for the reverse dunk. You know, he's grabbing rebounds. He's, you know, playing great defense. He was one of the standouts for me. Uh, Another one was uh, Lewis. I thought K.J. Lewis was very interesting because he's a really, really big, tough guard. And that's one of the things I thought Arizona was lacking last year were big, tough guards. And it doesn't look like anyone was going to be able to push K.J. Lewis around out there. And he got his own. He he drove to the bucket and he got layups. He got fouled. He was, you know, making free throws. Uh, so I really liked those two performances. Obviously I could go with Caleb Love yeah. too, but um, you wanted to give i I didn't want to go you for wanted, the Yeah, obvious. I know you
2: wanted to give me a little bit of room to feast on, which is why I went for Conrad Martinez to start. But another shout out to Philip uh Philip What a he was aggressive on defense. He was active. I, I, I like what I saw from him as well. Uh really good play and just just to i mean just talk about keisha johnson to echo what you were saying the guy goes in there he shoots eight from eight from the field he makes both his free throws and he nails a three pointer how is that for how is that for a bit of a variety
1: Yeah, I mean, he can do it all, and that's he's kind of like a mix between a Tubelas and a Daylon Terry, right? Because we really like Daylon Terry, not necessarily for his offense, but because he was the do-it-all-for-you guy. You know, he was grabbing rebounds, doing assists, whatever it took to win. That's kind of what Keyshawn feels like, and then he also has that little bit of Tubelas where he can get in the post. He can score really quickly. Uh, He runs the floor not as well as Tubelas, but he is running the floor. Uh, so it kind of feels like a blend there, and I think that's the perfect kind of player. Add in his experience in the NCAA tournament, and I think he's a great fit for Arizona. I, I
2: think so too, and I think I, what really was amazing for me is just uh, it wasn't just one position that had a lot of, of potential. It was There was a lot of mix between the different positions to see just how much uh, depth we have. We've never had depth like this. I cannot even think, and again, I had to remind myself over and over again, you got three starters out right now, and yet, yep. yet, holy cow, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, no Pella, no Ballo, and no Crevis. Uh and so, yeah, we had six players in double figures, uh, Dylan Anderson with 12, Keisha Johnson with 19, KJ Lewis with 13, Boswell with 15, Love with 23, and Phil in with 10, so spreading the ball around really well. Uh, you know, our assists weren't as high as they, they could have been. Uh, but again, this was a game to kind of feel each other out, figure out how the offense is going to run against a team, uh, that we really had no idea. And I thought they played well. I thought the Lewis Clark state team played really, really well, uh, considering they're coming into McHale center, which is already a daunting task, uh, any other stats that stand out to you i'm looking here at the points in the paint which we had 62. yeah
2: that was that was quite amazing to see when you compared points in the paint so it was really like but man the points in the paint for them we they 20 and we 62. yeah yeah i think that was uh that was something (laughs) else now is that stat for turnovers right
1: It must be. I mean, that twelve turnovers is kind of right in the same yeah. Spot that's for really nice.
2: That's not a bad situation to be in. And uh, I have to say that uh, it was uh, that, that was uh, pretty good is to see that we were in control. One of the things when I'm watching the game, one of the things that I uh, that I uh, paid attention to was at the beginning. It felt like our defense wasn't all that good. And what you, you notice, of course, is that uh, there ha- that Lewis Clark had quite a decent three point shooting percentage. Uh, and that continued at the beginning of the second half as well. But it seemed as if Tommy got on to him to that. Don't take these guys lightly. Start to show what you could do. And we started to shut some of that down. What were your thoughts on the defense?
1: Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out throughout the whole game whether or not our defense was terrible or if they were just shooting really well because I... I... Wanted to give them props, you know. They were making shots, and to me, I thought some of them were pretty tough. I thought they were doing, you know, some step away three pointers and whatnot. And I was like, really? That's dropping for you guys? Yeah, okay. It was okay. okay. Yeah, and I mean, do you think about um, it at but,
2: thirty? I think they were at uh, close, almost forty at forty percent at thirty-nine point three percent threes. Nobody's going to walk away and say that was a bad day.
1: No, I. If I'm their coach, I'm really thrilled with the performance we had. I mean, I know Arizona ended up blowing them out by forty. But they hung with Arizona, which presumably will be a top team. Right now, Arizona is ranked preseason 12. So, uh, you know, you hung with Arizona for at least the first part of the first half. And and then, yeah, it kind of got out of hand. But props to Lewis Clark State. I thought they they played well. Uh, Yeah. Another stat here that jumps out at me is 17 steals.
2: Yeah, wow. it, 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 the team got very uh, st- uh, got very much on playing tighter defense and taking the ball away. That was very good to see. That was really good to see. I, I, I you could almost sense a, ch- a shift and stuff when the defense started getting much tighter, and there was a lot of anticipation in the lanes and. I guess for me, there was also surprising for me how fast KJ Lewis was. Right, <laughs> he's a big he's a big guy. Yeah. He, he just moves. He get, hit the the speed at which he was able to pick up a ball and move in transition, uh, defensively uh, anticipate that a ball and then move in transition. He he surprised me.
1: Yeah, he and Keisha Johnson were really sharp when it came to you know figuring out when those passes were going to come across, and then they just stole it, ran down the court, and dunked it or or laid it up. Uh, So I love that anticipation from them. I love that they're already putting that into place because that's going to come in handy, right? The schedule starts to get tough really quick. So I think what Tommy Lloyd was probably saying to the guys is, you know, let's practice having good defense. Let's let's pretend like this is a game, you know, against Duke or whatnot because we don't want to start off with bad habits and then, you know, have those transition to those games. We want to start off making good habits, good decisions, and then hopefully that carries on throughout Absolutely. the season. Absolutely, and
2: one stat that also stands out to me is that I have a personal one that's a, uh, that I think matters in close games, and so Arizona has a really, really tough uh, non-conference schedule coming up here, so this stat I think matters. Arizona shot 17 for 22 from the free throw line. That's a 77.3% uh, completion rate there. I felt last year Arizona sometimes games got a little tight and stuff and arizona did not perform at the free throw line as they should and we saw a lot of sketchy free throw shooting sometimes but i really liked what i saw that the players just seemed to be able to seem to have a handle on that i personally target something like above 75 percent as a minimum
1: well you know that's because umar bala <laughs> right that'll help <laughs> <laughs> that'll certainly help so yeah hey Hey, Umar, we're going to need you to sit out the last couple minutes of this game just so we can make some free throws here. Don't worry about it. It's nothing against you.
2: <laughs> and so we're going imp- to, uh, Tommy Lloyd, I think, recently uh, p- pitched the idea of having pinch free throw shooters.
1: <laughs> okay, Bobby, yeah, you stand right. to the side there. and it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. That's great. What, what do you like about our, our guard play? I feel like that's the one part of this team that's really, really been improved drastically. You know, you're talking about Kylan Boswell. You got Caleb Love. Uh, you've got you know uh, Bradley in there. What about these guards ignites you or excites I, I, you? I
2: would say the very vari- the variation in what in their type of style of play. So one of the things that you and I talked a whole about, a lot about is the difference between say a floor general and a, and a penetrating scoring guard. Caleb was. He did some pretty amazing things, and of course, based on the fact that he was the high scorer of the game, you know he scored. But he, there was one where he aggressively went after the rim there, and had he dunked that thing, the whole place would have collapsed. Uh, this that is the guy who's going to cut into the paint. He's going to make them. Uh, cl- uh, he's going to definitely uh, get attention as playing guard. You got the steadying just amazing force of Kylan Boswell coming in, just knowing that he's going to do all the right things and his experience is going to pay off. Uh, it's just, I, I mean, I just, I really like what it is that we see. And KJ plays, I mean, all, all these guys play, uh, a lot of them seem to be playing above their level of experience in some cases. I really like what I see.
1: Yeah, I'm really interested to see what Jaden Bradley can do. Um, he only had two points yesterday, and so that was kind of disappointing. I know he can be better. I think And obviously so. he was better when he was with Alabama. Uh, so you know it's, it may take him a couple games to get going, but I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm really excited to see what Tommy will do with maybe these you know three guard lineups yep. or whatnot. Uh, it'd be nice to see those guys out there playing together and then obviously you have Keshad and Umar Ballo in the paint. Uh, but if you talk about you know Umar and Keshad dominating in the paint and then maybe you know teams are sending two guys down to double team these guys and then they can kick it out and whatnot. and you got these guards now that are slicing the paint up. I think it's just going to spell success for Arizona. I think
2: think it's just going to—teams aren't going to have any place that they can retreat to defensively. One of the things I'd like to see that's going to be great to test to see how our guards handle it, Uh, I can't wait to see when someone throws a zone at us. Okay, you know my yes. whole—you uh, know my whole thing about how it seems at times when we play against a zone like no one's practiced. I've never seen that before. We seem to freak out every time we see a zone. We have all the weapons now. If I was the architect of how to deconstruct and break down a zone, we have all the weapons to do that—from the bigs to the guard play. My goodness, I hope that when we the first time zone comes up and someone decides to switch on us because they're getting frustrated, that these guys slice mm-hmm. it apart.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many teams have we seen in the past where they just pass, 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 pass that all the time. That just keeps going and
2: wasting time, and next thing you know, they take a crazy the, shot because you're down to five seconds on the shot clock.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, exactly what you said. It's going to be great having Caleb Love, you know, slice and dice into the lane, you know, Boswell or Jaden Bradley, uh, getting in that paint, and then who knows what happens from there, right? They can create their own shot. You know, they may get fouled. They can lob it up to Balo or Keisha Johnson. There are options now, and it makes Arizona really dangerous because you can't take away the guard play because you're just going to get killed by the big guys. Well, you can't take the big guys away because then you're just going to get killed by the guard play. So the ceiling for this team is is so high and i'm so excited i'm for so excited
2: team. to see more play and just to get an idea i i don't think you could take Jaden bradley's play I, I know he played for 2021 20, minutes there and he only got two points two assists, at a turnover but i think it, you know he may have been out of sorts i think we'll see a lot more from him based on his, his uh from his experience in the past i i wouldn't worry about worry at all about him i i just think again so many weapons and so forth i, I I've got to tell you, I was overwhelmed all the way down to when we got to garbage play just with how many players we have and what all of them has to bring to the table.
1: Exactly, exactly. Do you have any concerns with Henry Visar? It seems like he had a couple dunks yesterday and he should be excited because he you know, dunked the ball, but he just kind of seemed like, eh, well, okay. I w- like really, I, before
2: I knew what yeah. we had down low, I was thinking, "Gosh, vesar has got to make a, one of those changes that Barlow did last year, where over the uh, off season he completely transforms." And remember, you and I talked about this and said, vesar has got to ste- vesar has got to step up. He's got to step up." But now we've got enough bigs. I think, with particularly with Keisha Johnson and stuff it's not it's necessary but vsc what previously to me was a guy you put in to take fouls and stand up and kind of be in the way and if somebody happens to dish him the ball and he's already down low in good position he'll score and that kind of happened uh, in this game too right he was down low he went 3 for 5 field goals so he got something uh, but again he was it's right. not like he, he he just happened to be right there
1: So he's a little bit better. (laughs) No, I
2: saw. There was a play, I think it was Keyshot, who put the ball down low and then it got taken. And I was like, oh, we've seen that before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I think nothing drives you and I more crazy than to see a big guy with bad footwork who takes the ball, lowers it down, and tries to dribble it when he's
1: already in the paint. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what I really loved about Tubalis and Christian Coloco even, because Coloco really was... Solid when it came to you know post entry passes and then taking that ball and keeping it high. You know if he grabbed a rebound, he always kept it high and went right back up with it, and it was always an easy. Yeah, and that was
2: Ballo's Ballo's greatest games. Always involved him holding onto the ball, not dribbling, and then quickly putting it up and uh you know in a dominating position.
1: Yeah. So speaking of Umar Ballo, are we going to get Maui Invitational Ballo back this I year? I
2: hope so because I don't want a- at ASU Ballo. <laughs> Now, <laughs> now, given that he was sick in that game and stuff, but it was a start of a it was start of a long stretch there where he was really under. I, I think he was really struggling to reach the form and uh, potential he he showed earlier in the season.
1: Right, right, yeah, and just that Maui Invitational just spoiled us because what he did against Creighton and Kalkbrenner was unbelievable, putting up thirty points on them. And I just hope that he builds on that. Obviously. There were some issues, uh, especially with the overseas games they played, where he looked a little sluggish. He looked a little he overweight, did. but uh, it seems that he's corrected that. He he looks in shape now and, and ready to go other than being a little banged so up th- right now.
2: I think one of the things that we'll be looking forward to, and everybody stay tuned to the, our next podcast, because once we get some of the starters back into the mix and we can start to see how the lineups play out, we get a chance to see Pella Larsson and uh, Mountain Crevas playing, and we get to see uh, how this all comes together. And how, If Ballo does look to be in form, we'll have a lot more to say to that but pretty exciting to to think that you you still did what we did and we had so many options and those guys were out.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and like you said earlier, the free throws were great. Turnovers were great. Rebounds, we out-rebounded them 39-29. to We did what we needed to do yesterday, and obviously there was never a doubt. Nobody actually thought that Lewis Clark State was going to beat Arizona, Uh, but it's nice to see Arizona – do the things they needed to do, take care of business. You don't want a close game against a team you know you should dominate. You want to have these 40-point blowouts and know that you're going to do what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, and
2: I want our team to start off, you know, one of the things about exhibition season too is it's a great way to get the camaraderie, the team play together in a environment with the fans, with the, you know, with cameras and stuff going. And then, uh, really start to build your confidence and uh, confidence up and so forth. Uh, you know, having a close game might have made some of them question whether or not you know they were doing their part. But I think uh, you know the end result of that game was folks. You could see as confidence was building up, people. Uh, some of the players started going for more spectacular type uh, plays. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that reverse dunk by Keisha yeah. Johnson was awesome. I got out of my chair exactly. for that
2: one. Exactly, it's like okay, he he's he's feeling at home now and feeling like this is it. And so I'm hoping that in games like Duke, he has a chance to do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited for that game. I don't want to overlook anybody. Not that we play anybody <laughs> crazy before then, but I I can't wait for that Duke game because I want to test us. I want to see what Arizona is made out of. And uh, if we can dominate, you know, New Mexico Highlands coming up, that's another exhibition, exhibition game that's coming up October 30th. And then we got Morgan State on November 6th. And then November 10th, we got number two Duke. Yeah. And every, so, everybody, yeah.
2: we get it. We know that that was one game. It was an exhibition game, and it was in McHale. We get that. We're just, you know, we've been aching to sample and watch these guys play. We've been, as you know, from listening to our podcasts over the summer, uh, over the summer, we've been really p- keeping a close eye, the re- close eye on the recruiting trail and getting to actually see them play in McHale and game type environments. Exciting, but our eyes are wide open to watching how it's going. You know, how as uh, the as we continue, how this, uh, how we grow, how we change, and how we react to the the ever-increasing intensity and difficulty of the opponents we're going to face here in the uh, non-conference play.
1: And you mentioned re- briefly there recruiting. A um, little fun fact, my Aunt Lisa had the tickets for yesterday's game, had my uh, family's seats, which are three rows behind the U of A bench, not bragging, but kind of a little bit. Uh, and sitting in the same row as her was 2024 20, point guard Zoom Diallo, and he's the number one point guard in the 2024 class. Uh, so he is on a visit to Arizona, and he got to watch Arizona dominate and see how much fun they have playing for Tommy Lloyd. You talk about getting the number one point guard in the class, adding that to Carter Bryant, Jamari Phillips, and then our big guy that we got, Emmanuel Steven. I mean, you're talking a huge class for Tommy Lloyd in and, 2024. And
2: let's, let's, let's get that title back of point guard you. I mean, we really... Have the have our point guards to stand out, become NBA drafts draftees, and so forth, and just get that uh, just going again. I think that that'll be exciting. I think we've got the players this year
1: too. Yep, I do too. I do too. I think our guard play is going to be fantastic. Our point guard play should be fine. And again, if we get the twenty twenty four number one point guard in the class,
2: won't wouldn't hurt hurt at all. Props to Tommy. All would it?
1: Not at all. Not at all. So. Well, that was a, a great game. I, I was excited to finally watch Arizona basketball again. Uh, not that I'm, you know, as achy for it as I have been in the past, because usually we're dealing with football right now and football woes, and we're frustrated. And but we're getting off of a a forty four to six win over Washington State, so uh, hard to complain about Arizona football right now, too. We'll so. see
2: if we'll see after the bye how how Arizona looks. Hopefully, is sharp and uh, with a clear vision of what the quarterback position is going to look like. <laughs>
1: that's right that's right so one other thing of note before we wrap up the podcast this will be a shorter one just because we're recapping the game but we wanted to acknowledge Andre Iguodala who has retired from the NBA Ed what a great career Andre Iguodala had he played with many teams you know he started off with the 76ers ended up going to the Nuggets then the Warriors bounce around between the heat and then finally ending up at the Warriors again but he has four titles and uh, and the MVP, MVP of the NBA Finals. So, uh, Ed, just talk about Andrea godal a little bit. And, and
2: Andrea Godala, is one of, he, He's one of the players that I really liked that played at Arizona. One of the things that was clear when you saw the guy, when it came to uh, defensive body and so forth, he had definitely won the quote unquote genetic lottery. <laughs> his reach was amazing and so forth. And we knew that he was a special player at that time, but to see what he was able to do and make me such a Warriors fan, having him on there in addition to Steve Kirby and the coach and having an Arizona player make such a big impact in the last, you know, in the last few years with the, uh, uh, the when I say last few years, it's been a while since of course he won the uh, finals MVP in 2015, Uh, but still just an amazing career. Uh, One of the things that I think I'm most, uh, that's very, very interesting is many, many people are arguing back and forth, including Andre, about whether or not he had a Hall of Fame career. And Andre's saying, of course he didn't. When you look at the names that are in there, he says, I don't, uh, you know, I don't belong in there and so forth. But then again, you know, you look at some of the players that are in there that aren't the Michael Jordans and the LeBron James, and you get an idea that perhaps maybe he will be. But as an amazing uh, player, Six foot six, two hundred fifteen pounder. He was all star for the 76ers. He's just a lot of different things that he did since two thousand four draft. Uh, I just,
1: yeah, I remember, I remember him playing at Arizona with Hassan Adams, and I thought, man, what a cool duo. You know, you had Hot Sauce Hassan Adams, remember, and you had Andre Iguodala, and both of them. I mean, their body types were very, very similar. It was like having two Richard Jeffersons on and, the court. You know, they were bouncing around, dunking, you know, lobbing to each other. It was just so fun to watch. And
2: think of the, think of how his, the culmination of his defensive capabilities in that 2015 finals when he clamped down on LeBron James. Think of the masterpiece that that what he did. So, uh, gosh, I mean... I, I, and also, one of the things I will mention, too, that I like is Andre has been very close to Arizona basketball and helping and cr- recruiting and everything. Andre's just everything you want, that the pinnacle of what it is to be Arizona basketball. So congratulations on an outstanding career and uh, congratulations on t- choosing to retire on your terms, Andre. I know you had a lot of options to continue, but you chose to retire on your terms. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, and I'm curious what his future holds because... To me, he kind of feels like a coach, right? I could see him easily on Steve Kerr's staff or even coming back to college and and maybe finding a spot on Tommy Lloyd's Uh, staff, uh, especially as a recruiter, Absolutely,
2: Absolutely. I think Iguadal has been involved in a lot of the process on the side. And with a career spanning that long and that diverse across the NBA and also being very in tune with college ball, he certainly has a pathway, a career pathway that takes him in either direction there.
1: Well, and one thing I noticed towards the end of his career is, yeah, he wasn't getting, you know, the points and rebounds and everything like he used to. Um, you found him on the bench coaching and he would, you know, stand up next to Steve Kerr and he would be talking to Steph Curry and Draymond Green and all those guys and he'd be coaching them. Right. And they would listen to him because, Hey, he's the old guy on the team. Right. He's, he's the one with the experience, but I think the guys really respect him and they respect, you know, what he did and what he what he's done. And, um, you know, I'm I'm just I'm hoping he has that coaching uh, job in the future. I hope somebody gives him a place. Um, obviously, I hope he's with the Warriors or Arizona. Uh, but if not, I th- I think he's got a future. I, I think
2: there. he does too. And one of the things to remember is he he's been in the he's been in the mix on the administration side. So remember when the whole NBA bubble thing that Walt Disney World was going on, he was the he was the yep. national he was the National Basketball Players Association first vice president. And he helped get right. Chris Paul credited him for helping him get the, to figure out how to, to make that all work to where that was successful, where they were able to actually follow through with the season in the bubble. So that's in the background. Right. That's a, beyond what he was doing just as a player. He was helping you know, make something possible at an impossible and uh, unusual time.
1: Yeah, so he clearly has love for the game still, and, and he still feels like he can help in other ways, even though he was part of the game still at that time. But you know that he's got that background, that experience now to be able to do stuff like that. So, yeah, it'd be great to see him do some kind of coaching or some kind of involvement within the NBA. Or in uh, Yeah, I think way.
2: Iggy's still got quite a bit more to do with the sport before he uh, I, he says retire. But that's just as a player. I think he's still got he's got a lot more to a lot more left in him to influence the basketball world. So everybody you keep a watching, count on our words here. He'll he'll be around.
1: Well, in honor of Iggy, let's play a little clip here of Andre Iguodala receiving the 2015 Finals MVP trophy. Uh, We'll let Adam Silver take it away. Thank you. It could have been a lot of these guys, but there can only be one MVP. And this year's MVP is a player who didn't start in a single game until these finals. This year's Bill Russell MVP, Andre Iguodala.
0: Just mentioned it seven hundred and fifty eight straight games in your career. You started In what way did your sacrifice of coming off the bench embody the spirit of this entire group?
1: Um, We got a team full of believers We all go to chapel after every game. We all believe and we all say God has a a, a way for you a purpose for you This is my purpose and I accepted it. I got great teammates Steph. I want to be just like Steph when I grow up just a God-fearing man, great guy.
0: There's a set of young eyes on you right here. Can you describe what it's like to hold that, be a champion, and have your son standing right here?
1: Man, so much. This my man. My boo-boo London at home. Oh, man, this is great. We're going to remember this for a long time.
0: Congratulations, Andre.
1: So on a team that was loaded like the Warriors were, to get NBA Finals MVP, that's so cool, and I'm so happy yeah, for him. Playing
2: against who? <laughs> yeah, that's LeBron it. James. He's a, uh, with that list of names, he's MVP. So I think that's a perfect way to kind of, uh, kind of congratulate him on his career.
1: Absolutely. Well, we got another Arizona game coming up here. As I said, we're gonna be playing the New Mexico State. So. Uh, that's going to be coming up. We'll have a podcast right after that. Ed, do you have anything else to say about uh, the game you saw yesterday or anything going on in the future? I say
2: that, let's again, as I mentioned earlier, let's keep our eyes out. Remember, three of our key guys were out We're going to see them. We'll we'll be seeing them uh, transition back in. This is going to be an exciting time. Uh, Stay tuned, folks. We've got a lot more analysis and we're going to, as things uh, evolve, as the games happen and even before the games happen, we're going to sure feed you some a lot more information to get you excited about this season
1: that's right and thank you guys for staying with us through season one we are now in season two this is season two episode one so thank you guys so much we really do appreciate it again this is biased an arizona basketball podcast i am your host ricky garrett here
2: with bardo and uh, welcome to a new season
1: all right guys take care
0: we'll down. we down v trailing we'll take it off to love Love drives into the lane, lob it for Vizaru, puts it in. Watch me. Off to Anderson, back to Love. Love down right of the lane, rolls it in, counted, and he's fouled. Off to Boswell, out to the top of the key, fires a three, and that is good from Kylan Boswell. Caleb will throw it to a running Johnson and key shot over the head, jam with two hands, and Beach in the rebound for the Wildcats. Head to Martinez, bounce pass to Lewis. What a pass! What a dunk! I'm the